Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media. Let me try to cut a bit of light out of here because it seems like it's a little blown out. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the Interview Series, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here, checking out the series. Uh, please do hit that subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones as well at all the usual spots like iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm Kyle Meredith today talking with Pierre Bovier, Simple Plan lead singer about their new record, Harder Than It Looks. It's the sixth album from the Canadian band, and we're going to be getting into, uh, well, talking about going back to their roots on this record. Uh, Pierre being a fan of country music and Taylor Swift's Fearless album, and the thin line between genres, as well as the toxic nature of the online world, which creeps up in uh, at least one of the songs on this new album. Uh, Pierre also going to give us his thoughts on the new class of pop punk, especially uh, Machine Gun Kelly, Olivia Rodrigo, and Willow. Uh, how this record, this new album, comes on the uh, 20th anniversary of their debut, as well as their upcoming tour with Sum 41 and making a cameo in the 2004 Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen movie, New York Minute. But let's do it. Talking about it harder than it looks, it's Kyle Meredith with Simple Plan. Hey, hey, how you doing? So congratulations. We should start there, right? Congratulations on this album right here. Um, what a fun, emotional roller coaster that you all have put out into the world. Oh, thank you. Have you heard the whole thing? I have heard the whole thing. Yes, sir. Oh, awesome. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's, I'm very proud of it. A lot of the, I think most of the songs were produced by uh, by myself and uh, and my friend Jay Van Puderoyen, awesome friend of ours who's a producer engineer. Um, so yeah, so it's been really nice for me. We got a couple of songs that were produced by Zach Servini, an awesome young producer. Uh, but it's, yeah, I feel, I feel really confident that any Simple Plan fan I think we'll like that. We'll love this record. I think there's a line thrown out, and maybe it's a press release thing or, or whatever, but it's there. And you hear about this every now and then. But the phrase "back to roots" is just yeah. touched on in there a little bit. What exactly does that mean for this album? I think you know, throughout the career, we've been together for 20 years, and uh, more than that, actually. Uh, and uh, I think sometimes you go through parts of your career where you feel 
you feel like, oh, we need to reinvent ourselves or we need to do something different. We can't just be simple plan. We can't just be what we came out as. Um, and I think um, now, and we, we've gone through different parts of that through our careers, but uh, now I think we feel like, hey, people, you know, people want to hear simple plan out of simple plan. They want to hear, you know, stuff that they, um, that they're, that, that sounds familiar, but new, you know, um, and we really leaned, leaned into that for this record. I think also the last record we did that as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think it's maybe with a little more experience and confidence, uh, to feel like, Hey, it's okay to just be simple plan. You know, it's uh, we don't have to try to show the world that we can do something so different. And also I think with, along with experience, I look at bands that I like and when I, when there's a band that I like, if they put a new record out and it sounds completely different than what I think they're supposed to sound like, yes, that can work sometimes, but most of the times you just want to, it's like, if I want to hear a Green Day record, I want it to sound like Green Day. If I want a Blink-182 song, I want it to sound like First Date or like, you know, uh, like, what's my age again? I would love that, you know? Um, so that's the challenge of being in a band and doing that. Uh, but yeah, I think on this one, we really... I think uh, as far as the, the lyrical themes and the musical vibe, I think we, yeah, we tried to uh, tried to to make a record that any true Simple Plan fan would hopefully love. Yeah, and still those surprises are in there. I mean, you, you're exactly oh, yeah. right. We can't help ourselves. Yeah, we can't <laughs> stop it. Like, even when we say that, there are a couple of songs you'd be like, oh, well, that's Simple Plan, so. What, Anxiety and Iconic, right? That's two yeah. that comes to mind right away. Exactly. But those two tracks, especially like you get to those and you're right, you've gone through like simple plan. So plan, hey, this is this is something something different. And yeah. and you must have known that as you were going into those songs as well. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a conscious effort. Um, and that song like Anxiety, which I think is the most out there for us, it sounds kind of like more of a pop track. It's funny because, you know, you, you write a song and you can really produce it any way you want, like a good song will. It could be a country song. It could be a, you know, a, a metal song. It could be whatever you want. So that one in particular, I was writing with Chuck and uh, Travis from We The Kings. And we went through a bunch of different vibes before we landed this like kind of reggae, which we've touched before with Summer Paradise. But this is more of like a modern flavor to it. Maybe like a little 21 Pilots-ish. Um, and uh, yeah, we just, we were like trying different things. Originally when I sang the melody, it was like over like guitars that was like, anxiety is killing me and it was like ah it's kind of boring i don't know and then we we went with this reggae vibe that i put on on when i demoed it and all three of us were like yeah that's it that's it that's what feels great and that's what's cool you can kind of like take it to where it fits the song best um but yeah it's got a different vibe to it it's funny that you even mentioned country music in there too because there's one chorus early on in the record and i i had that in the back of my mind like i wonder I wonder if he's a country fan. And then I do the reading on the internet and it turns out you are a country fan. Yeah, yeah. Are you but, aware when that creeps in there as well? Yeah, definitely. It's, it started happening on our third album. Uh, there was like, even like a couple of lines where I had, I'd made these demos and I, I think, is it, what song is it? There's one song on our third record where I sang it and I, I kind of like had a twang to my voice and the producer was like, ah, uh, I might want to take that out of there. Might, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's kind of my, my country influence. My wife is from California. She's from a small town. She was raised, uh, she was raising pigs when she was a kid and riding horses, you know, barrel racing. So uh, I was introduced to country music when I met her like 17 years ago. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. So there's definitely, I think that uh, Wake Me Up When This Nightmare Is Over could definitely be a country song. You got, yeah, wake me up when this nightmare is over. You know, depending on how you sing it. 
but that's a good that's the thing about a good song you know a good song is a good song um you know you, you can transform a great blink 182 song there's a girl that i follow on uh tiktok and instagram what's her name uh something acorn oh i'm forgetting her name jeez uh and she took like a, a blink 182 she took first date and turned it into like a like a wedding ballad and it's amazing so you can really do whatever you want you know but yeah there's definitely there's a bit of country in my in my blood now for sure yeah, I'm here in Kentucky, so I, I hear I hear that in there the you song. Go, there you go. And, and it's interesting because it sets what you're getting to, I've, I think, anyway, there's such a thin line to what we place on genre. Like growing up for us, you know, genre was the shirt that we wore. You know, it was our identity. It was every bit yeah. of that. But as you're saying, when it comes to the, the song, you know, I mean, uh, uh, Weezer, uh, Rivers recently really made, like, you know, something that was so close to have been a Weezer song and he made that an absolute country song, you know, yeah. uh, recently. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's it's not hard to do. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and I think being a, an artist, a musician, um, you know, especially I was just, uh, I was um, I was reading this book called Sellout and it's about the 90s and how, like, um, there was a big culture around, like, punk rock and, like, the bands that would sign to majors and that would, you know, you'd, and, and so I grew up in, in a, in a time when if your music was this, you were in this category. And if your music was that, when you were too pop and you were like, you, I couldn't, people couldn't be caught dead listening to you. But then when you hang out with other artists and musicians, you know, we share the stage on warp Tours and uh, we share the stage on big festivals in Europe with metal bands. And we understand we're all doing kind of the same thing. Like if I play a major chord rather than a minor chord, it doesn't change who I am fundamentally. Uh, we're still making music, and but yes, you're right. The, for a long time, the attachment to you know different genres was, was really like, oh, I like this, and I would never be caught liking that. But when you break it down from a from an art point of view, it's very it's a very fine line, you know. Even like bands that are straight up pop, and then bands that play with distortion and a little bit faster. It could be the same song and then one of them is like ah, i'm a punk rocker and one of them's like no i'm whitney houston you know it's like it's 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 uh it's it's refreshing to look at it with that perspective and i think that more now more than ever uh people are are you know being more inclusive on every level you look at like pop radio rock radio it's not so segregated uh you like and i'm referring to like when we came out if we got played on pop radio we were no longer allowed to get played on rock radio. It just didn't happen. Like if you were played on Z100, then K-Rock had to drop you, you know? And now people are becoming a little bit more uh, inclusive. You know, everyone's kind of like, no, if I like the music, I like the music. I don't care if it's got hip hop in it or if it's got guitars or if it's got crazy synths. Um, so it's all cool. Yeah, I, I was thinking because you couldn't have, as you're saying, you couldn't have the same artist on both uh, stations. You would actually, but uh -huh. you could have the same, like, song like there were those those moments where it seemed yeah, like it was a trend where yeah, yeah where well i was thinking like you know first it would be an r&b song like all for one or boys to men that would then a country artist would take that you know it yeah have to yeah yeah there you sort go of, like um and then you know it, you you've said it you know a, a fan of uh, like taylor swift's fearless i'm just pinpointing one i think that you threw out there yeah like like that would that's what it, you know taylor would have put that out on country uh music radio and you could have taken it and, and put it out which exactly now i'm sort of Hey, why don't you go ahead and cover a Taylor Smith's uh, Fearless song? And let's yeah, I love. I mean, that's one of my favorite songs. I love. Uh, I love that record. Uh, that was like my 
sort of like one of my intros. It's kind of weird to say, but it was one of my intros to country music. You know, that record, uh, obviously, I, I knew of country music before that, but um, I really like that record a lot. It's a great, great record. Well, back on the subject, yes, your sorry. record here. Off the tangent here. <laughs> We're both doing this. We've already talked, you know, so there's a lot of moods musically, but there's a lot of emotional moods too. But at the same time, it's interesting um, as I look at the bookends, like the narrator doesn't exactly start in a good place. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even the way it ends, too. I mean, uh, we end with the song, too, which I took it as a tale of divorce. Uh-huh. Like you've, you've got this space like like I guess I'll just throw the broad question. Where where are you? Where is the narrator uh, in this record? Is, is this is there hope? Yeah, I mean, I think that. Oh, my light's going on. Um, I think that there's always a message of hope in Simple Plan songs. And I think that um, sometimes the lyrical message of hope isn't there, but I think that we try to put it in the emotion coming out of the music, you know? Um, I I look back at like our first album, we had a song called The Worst Day Ever. And it was like literally talking about having a job and hating your job and just going through the motions. And it was like, every day is the worst day ever. But hearing it that way, it felt like, oh, okay, I can just let it out. You know, and that's kind of like a lot of how Simple Plan sort of operates, you know. Um, so wake me up when this nightmare is over. I think it's kind of like we're not saying that it is over, but it's kind of like saying you, you, you get the impression that it's going to be over at some point. Let me know when that's going to happen, you know. Um, and uh, a lot of the lyrical concepts are I have to give credit to Chuck. He's usually the guy that, you know, we get into the writing session and he'll have like, 200 titles and like this should be about that this should be about that should be about that and then I sort of take that and I kind of craft a chorus around it and then together we build the rest of it I'm really involved lyrically but um but the initial spark and the song too was his idea and I think that uh you know the idea of of separation becomes a little more real now we all have kids we all wives and stuff and uh I can say speak for myself my, my relationship is is great I don't I don't anticipate going through anything like that but we, we have our kids and we look at other kids and we look at other people that we, that we grew up with that had to go through that. And I think that all of those realities now that we have kids seems a lot more impactful and seems a lot more real. You seem like, like if I, I, I imagine if my wife and I couldn't get along, what would happen to my kid and how that would, how that would, how it would affect them, you know, and how many people out there have, have gone through that. And uh, that was sort of a, a, a a snapshot of that, you know, um, but but yeah, I think that throughout all those different subjects, I think the idea is that there is hope. You know, I look at like iconic. I look at like um, uh, ruin my life, um, and even like I said, if if the message of hope isn't in the lyric, hopefully you feel it through the music. Yeah, and and to be fair, by the way, there there is the other side of that. I mean, there are are great songs of which seems like love. Um, I mean, I don't know if writing about relationships is easier for you. Uh, do you consider yourself a romantic? Because there are definitely those moments on the record as well. Yeah, I mean, my wife would say otherwise. I think I'm fairly romantic. Uh, <laughs> uh, I try my best. No, definitely. I mean, um, I think as I think also as, as as you go through life and you go through different experiences, I think that when I was younger, my the 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 scope of of uh, of depth of my emotions was maybe a little shallow i couldn't i couldn't go so deep but you go through things in life that that sort of like um make that that whole spectrum a little larger um you know talked about like having kids and just going through going through difficult times you know whether it's uh, professionally or in a relationship i mean i've been with my wife for 17 years 
um, well, I met her 17 years ago. We've been through everything together. We've been together for half our lives. Uh, and uh, we've got some, got through some tough times for sure. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, I look at like songs like Slow Motion and Million Pictures of You. And those are about, those are about the good moments, the, the moments that are, you know, that are, uh, you know, I, I definitely, I see myself as being a person that I envision myself with my wife for the rest of my life. You know, if I, I want her to be there until, until life is over, you know, uh, and I love the little family that we have with our two daughters and trying to keep it all together. And with the challenges of being in a band and being on tour uh, for all of, of, you know, all of my life or pretty much. Uh, but yeah, yeah, there's some, uh, there's some cool ones in there for sure. I love, I love uh, slow motion to me is like, it's a cool song. I love, I love where it takes us, you know, musically. Um, and just the idea of like when you're in love with someone and then she walks into the room and you just remember it when she walked in, you just see it in slow motion. It's just like, poof, I'm in love, love at first sight, you know? So that's really cool. And it's amazing that that can happen after years. Yes. I, I'm, yeah. I'm astounded by that myself. Like, yeah, yeah. Just weird seg. <laughs> you know, you mentioned the professional hardships and, and as we talk about divorce, uh, you had a, some member drama going into this record and I won't go into anything that you don't want to go into, but I, but I do wonder, did that have an effect on the dynamic of the writing uh, or, or an imprint uh, on this album? Well, the interesting thing is that this album was done, fully written, produced before the pandemic. It had So we had it, I think the last recording session that we had was either January or February of 2020. So right as it was hitting, the guys were in LA and we wrapped up um, the final notes uh, at J Studio in, in, in LA, in Studio City. So no, so it didn't have anything to do with that. Even like the funny thing is that, you know, Wake Me Up When This Nightmare Is Over really sounds like it's about the pandemic. Uh, and it was bizarre when it started happening. We were like, oh my God, did we just like make this happen? Um, but yeah, no, so it didn't have anything to do with that. Um, and it didn't shape any of that stuff. Although I think that what we often do is we like to write songs about maybe something that, that we can relate to specifically, but leave it open to the listener so that you can see your own life into it. You know, so a lot of those, um, a lot of those subjects are, 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 um, are kind of left for the listener to insert their own lives into. And a lot of fans do I mean, especially yeah. they're going to be like, is like, is this about, is this about any of that? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. You know, and I think that it, it, it can be applied to it for sure. You know, um, it can definitely, that's, what's cool about music. You know, you can listen to it now or 10 years from now and find yourself in it somehow. Uh, I think of, you know, songs like uh, Ruin My Life or Congratulations or those kinds of things. And you can, for me, like Ruin My Life is about, is about online drama. It's about online hate. It's about, it's about comments on Instagram. It's about comments on YouTube that you just go through that and you're like, wow, people really allow themselves to say some effed up stuff. You know what I mean? That's like, they, we're, we're in this world where people have the, the protection of the screen and nobody knows who you are. Yeah. Uh, you're kind of anonymous behind there, you know? And I don't think people realize how everyone's got emotions. You know? Everyone's got feelings and you can get really hurt and you can get, you, you, we get, we all get sucked into it. You know, I scroll through my, my comments sometimes and the ones that I stop on are the negative ones, you know? And I, I try not to, but I'm like, wow, why would that person say that? What, I can't believe they would think that, you know? And then, and then you have to kind of let it go and be like, you know what? I'm not going to let this ruin my day or ruin my life and uh move on yeah outside of twitter um i use a delete button a lot like no yeah no, 
I don't need that negativity. You got Yeah, no, no, for sure. Yeah, I know. And it's like, uh, and it's, and, and I've, I've started even like, I'm okay with some real criticism. Obviously, you know, people have a right to an opinion. Uh, but when it just gets, you know, kind of nasty. Yeah, I've, I've the new feature of restrict on Instagram. I'm like, this is great. This is awesome. <laughs> they don't even folks. know. They don't even know. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, this does sort of have the luxury of coming out at a time. Uh, as it's being talked about when pop punk is at another wave, it's at another high right now. Be, I'd be curious, like, what do you hear in this new class and, and how do you hear Simple Plan's place in it? Yeah, um, I love it. I think it's awesome. I think that when I started hearing like Machine Gun Kelly really popping on the radio and then like even the Olivia Rodrigo record that kind of has some pop punk to it um and uh you know willow doing that kind of stuff and travis barker producing everything everything uh <laughs> and uh a lot of other up-and-comers that are doing amazing uh to me i love it because what i think is cool about it is that i would like to imagine that bands maybe simple plan or bands like mine have maybe somehow influenced them to do what they are doing now or what they were doing five years ago three years ago and releasing it now um and that in turn influences me again. So it's really cool, I think, because I think that, you know, people talk about, you know, oh, this is a throwback record. This is this, you know, this is really back to the roots. I can see that, but I think it's a definitely a new take on it, right? What we're doing, like Machine Gun Kelly doesn't sound like, doesn't sound like Green Day, doesn't sound like Blink-182, doesn't sound like Good Charlie, it sounds like Machine Gun Kelly, but you can hear the influence. And so I think it's just evolving and that's cool. And I'm inspired by it. I love using new sounds. I love hearing, like, I remember we did, we did a song with State Champs, who was another pop punk band. And, uh, you know, they were definitely a generation after us, um, or a decade after us, I should say. Uh, and we did a song together. We're in the studio and they're like, we're, 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 we're working on this, this verse part. And like, Derek's like, oh, no, do like, jun, 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 with, with the, you know, mute it, but let it kind of go. And I'm like, damn, that is awesome. I never thought about doing that, you know? So these bands were, were in a cycle of inspiration, you know, and it's so cool to come back. Like I said, for me to look at them, you know, whether it's uh, Chloe Moriando or, 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 or Olivia Rodrigo and be inspired by that, which maybe I, in some way, had some inspiration to them. It's so cool. Yeah. I just had uh, State Champs on the show last week. Oh, cool. So awesome. got a great new guys. album as well. Yeah. They are awesome people. It also, uh, this new record does come on the uh, the 20th anniversary. Uh, of course, the debut right there. Do you get to, does this record get to speak to that one? Like, may, you know, we talk about fans, like looking for, for threads and everything. I was like, like addicted and antidote. Like what a great opportunity that is. But did, did you all ever take that moment to say, hey, listen, it's on the 20th anniversary. Let's let's make that that thread. Well, I think because technically we were we were meant to put out this record in 2020. Uh, no, we did not. But I like what you're going with there. I think it's awesome. No, we did we didn't have any of that in mind. Uh, I think if if this pandemic hadn't hit the world, this record would have been out two years ago. You know, um, but but I think it, it is a nice. It's a record that I'm very proud of, and it's a record that I'm uh, excited for fans to hear. And I think that uh, yeah, it does. It complements the first one really well. You know, I think it sounds a lot better. I think the technology has changed. I think we're getting better at writing songs. But there's something great about the, you know, I've learned over the years to embrace all the things that I thought were sort of cringeworthy on the first record, you know, uh, whether it's my vocal delivery or the way it sounds. Um, heck, the record sold over three million records. So people must like it. You know what I mean? So 
but it's I think it's uh, it's nice to put a record out 20 years later and to think that we're still here, you know, to think that that we haven't broken up and that we're that we're still relevant and making records and going on tour. It's an awesome thing. Yeah, just to be able to to do that celebration of the past and the present at the same time. I mean, what a gift that is. And I'll say even with the tour, I mean, you guys are going on tour with some 41. I think Derek's even on this record right here. Yeah. Like, like what, what a cool, I mean, as a fan, of course, I'm going to be, you know, uh, trying to be in the front row for that. I'm, what am I kidding? I'm 40 years old. I'm not going to be front yeah, row yeah. anymore. I'm going to be like mid to back or something like that, enjoying it just as much. But like, what's, what's that tour? What's the tour going to look like? Because it seems like there's a lot of opportunity there for some fun. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, we're going to kind of play it by ear, but we're, we're both celebrating 20 years ish of our first albums. So I think we're going to do a, a pretty first album heavy tour. Um, I'm hoping we haven't talked about it officially, but I'm hoping that Derek will come out and sing his part on the song Ruin My Life. Uh, and uh, I think it's going to be fun because a lot of people I remember when we first came out, uh, there was a lot of it was basically in our shows. It was like Simple Plan T-shirts, obviously. And some 41 and Good Charlotte. That was like the three bands that when we came out that were like really kind of lumped together um, and we never toured with them. So I think it's going to be cool for a lot of those people to be able to see those two the, the, our two bands together as well as here a lot I, th I think they're planning on playing the whole all killer no filler record and we're planning on playing a majority of the songs off our first album as well as all the other hits and the good ones that people want to hear um so it's going to be really fun and i think it's going to be uh I, I think it's going to be we love those guys some 41 are awesome we're good people we get along well um we're just hoping you know we're gonna do the best that we can to stay away from covid <laughs> i know that my band and our, all of our crew just got it in the last few months so we should be good uh but uh, <laughs> that's the only challenge everything else is gonna be really fun uh, i'll wrap up with this too um uh one of our, our staff at consequence um brought up new york minutes a yes. legendary film put out 2004 mary kate and ashley in fact it was the final mary kate and ashley and start no other than a uh, simple plan that's true you you went out on that. the finale there that's what i didn't know that. that that that's a big deal yeah take us back there for just a moment if you would because uh, what was that experience like it was a little surreal um because obviously we knew who mary kate and ashley were you know i grew up watching full house and uh you know seeing them as little kids and grow up into the the huge um brand that they became and uh you know, we were always that band. It's interesting because that being part of that movie in, in a lot of ways kind of represents what Simple Plan does. Because when we came out, we were on Warp Tour a lot. We were out there with bands like, you know, Blink-182 and opening up for those guys and uh, playing with Newfound Glory and, and heavier bands. You know, we, we were in that whole in that whole genre, yet we didn't shy away from opportunities like open up for Avril Lavigne or, or doing these pop TV shows or... Uh, doing movies that were Disney movies or getting played on Disney Channel, you know? And that was another one where we got this opportunity and we're like, hey, there might be some purists out there, some pop punk purists that'll think this is super lame, but we get the opportunity to be in front of a whole new audience and we just got to be ourselves. And as long as we are true to who we are, who can really, you know, uh, say anything about that? You know, as long as we play the song that we, we wrote the song ourselves, but no one wrote it for us. Uh, and, and we put it out there on this movie and they embraced it. I mean, and the fan base embraced it. And now looking back, so many people discovered us from that movie because Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen were gigantic. And a lot of their fans were, you know, 13 or whatever, 10 years old or 13 or 15 or whatever, maybe even younger. And for them, we were the first introduction to like, oh my God, what is this? 
what is this spiky haired, you know, band doing up there and playing stuff we'd never heard before. So it was awesome. And uh, they flew us out. We were on tour at the time. And I think they, they flew us out in a private jet to, or private plane. I shouldn't say jet. I think it had props. Um, and uh, we flew in and, and, you know, movie budgets, especially of that, of that sort of, um, of that kind had such big budgets, you know, and they, they were compared to music videos that we would pay for, you know, we had, I think it was a two or three day shoot. Um, and it was basically an entire music video put into a movie. Uh, and it was cool because we got, like I said, we got to be ourselves. We didn't have to act or, or be, you know, something that we weren't. Um, and it felt good and, and it was embraced. And uh, I think for a moment, we kind of like, we did it and it was, you know, I'm not gonna lie, it was, it was a good amount of money to do it as well. And we kind of like, oh, we don't have to put a spotlight on that. We'll just need to leave it there. And now we sometimes play that song in our shows. It's a song called Vacation. Uh, and it's uh, a lot of our fans are like, you know, signs up, vacation, you know, so so it worked out. It, it's interesting too, because I think we all came to realize what the pop in pop punk gave allowance to. And that just yeah. seems like that was one of them. But I, I do think it took a minute for everybody like we understood for the music, but that really does allow for a lot of things right there. So yeah. good on you for uh, realizing that early. Exactly. And I think, like I said before, I, I think that the world is a lot more open to that now. You know, I think that uh, like the whole, like the book I was reading, the sellout book it, at that time to be successful was seen as bad. You know, like mm -hmm. when I grew up and I was like, and even I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a victim of it too. Like I remember like I, I was a fan of, you know, Southern California pop punk music. I'd go to face to face, no effects all those all those shows and when a band would have a, a amount of success the 13 14 year old self to me i was like oh man you know if people like green day because i like you know kerplunk and then dookie came out and then girls at my high school were singing green day and i'm like oh man that's lame i was like my band you know and that's normal it's you you feel like you own this thing or at least it was normal back then but now i feel like you know success is embraced you know when people do well whether it's you know uh professional athletes or actors or even bands now when they do well you look at billy eilish billy eilish is cool as hell and she's successful she's doing great and no one's hating her because she's doing great it's not you know so we've all i think as a society evolved a little bit uh and uh yeah it's great to see that uh that that it can be you can you can be an artist you can stay true to yourself and have success and it, people won't hold it against you, you know. Well, Pierre, congratulations on your success. Awesome, thank you so much. It's been a <laughs> it's been a wild ride. We're 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 grateful that we're still here, and uh, our fan base has been incredible around the world. And we uh, we couldn't be here without them. So, and if it's harder than it looks, then you still make it look easy. So I appreciate uh, all the music that you put out there, dude. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it too. It's been a real pleasure. Likewise, thank you so much, man. Have a great one. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach.
And last time I spoke with the band, it was actually just back in 2020 when I uh, got on the line with Chuck Como uh, to talk about uh, the band's viral TikTok moments when fan used their song I'm Just a Kid to recreate childhood photos. So uh, we got into the nostalgia that that single tapped into and what it meant to the band now uh, with uh, 20 years in the rear view. Uh, and we also got to talk a little bit what eventually become this record, uh, the Harder Than It Looks, and a whole lot more. So I'm going to include that one right here as well. Uh, part two of Kyle Meredith with Simple Plan. Hey, Kyle, how are you, man? You know, I, I'd say congratulations on uh, this year's surprising success, but I know it's like so congratulations on 20 years of great success for you all and 20 years plus, but... Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. R- rolling into this, one of your songs has done the thing that I think every artist hopes for these days and has sort of taken on a life of its own virally through TikTok. You guys have had uh, Just a Kid with the Just a Kid Challenge. How did this get started? What, did you all have anything to do with it, or was this completely separate? Dude, I would love to take credit for this thing because it would make it would make us look like we're the smartest, you know, band in the world. But we had absolutely nothing to do with it. This happened completely organically. I have no idea who started the first the first video, uh, you know. That, but it just it has exploded into this viral sensation. I guess you can call it, uh, where people. I think because of quarantine and because of the whole context that people are stuck in their homes with their siblings, their parents, their, their friends, their roommates, whatever, and it led them to, I think, having a lot of times on their hands, but also feeling kind of nostalgic to how things used to be. And this thing just took off and people started to recreate old pictures of themselves or their families uh, and what they look now through, uh, you know, to our songs. And I think we're sitting at almost 4 million videos made. Uh, and um, I think something like 4 billion views of, of, of the thing, which is, you know, insane. We've been watching this in our homes. Like, we've literally just been stuck the same way that everybody has, like, in quarantine. And, you know, we started getting texts and phone calls from friends. Like, hey, do you guys know what's happening on, on TikTok with you guys? Like, and, 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 and then there were some other bands calling. Like, do you guys know what's happening? We're like, no, we're not on there. What What is it? And then we kind of just discovered like this thing was catching fire and uh then we just kind of sat back and watched it was been incredible it's been a while man i thought i said you know like you think you, you you saw it all in the music industry and then this this thing happened and it's so funny because that's where every single label and every single band is trying to, to, to create is a, a, a tiktok viral trend and we had one with an old 20 year old song it's been kind of <laughs> and kind of head scratching and incredible. It's so cool how the exact song that it works out with. I mean, Just a Kid, you all were more or less Just a Kids when you wrote that, but it was still a song about nostalgia even in the moment, right? Yeah, I mean, we kind of just wrote the song about being young teenagers, uh, you know, like trying to be in a band and, uh, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, all the usual teenage problems and, and stuff and uh, that, that goes on that makes this time of, of, of life a different challenging and 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 not easy for people and um yeah it was just like a very genuine heartfelt song like it's just like most of our uh of our songs you know they're always very honest and and heartfelt and but this one for some reason you know it's just um there's always been something special when we play that song because probably because it's the first one that we ever came out with that's the first single we ever released so there is something about the first one that people hear from you that um, you know, for a band, it's, it's always an important song, um, and it's been a, like a staple of our live shows and a special moment when, when we play. But now that this happened, I mean, I can't wait to get on a festival stage or something and play it and see like see how it's going to react to see if it's going to be even bigger than, than it used to be. And I, I have to imagine it will it it will be, you know. So uh, 
I'm excited to see that. Do, does it, do songs like this, you know, when they get out of your hands, when they become something different than what you thought they were going to be, do they change meanings for you? And especially a song about nostalgia that you wrote 20 years ago. I mean, ha- has it changed, you know, what it means to you when you guys play that? You know what? It's uh, it's, it's interesting because as, as a person, as a band, as, 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 as you get older, obviously you change. But there's a part of you that feels like, no, I'm still that person. Like, I'm still that kid that was trying to make it and and you know like as a you know so i think that uh in, in, in some ways it kind of retains a lot of what we were trying to say the first time around but now seeing this and seeing like how endearing all these videos have been like it's you know like it's it's, it's been so cool to watch in in some ways it's, it's also people kind of reflecting on on the fact that man life goes on and it goes on really fast and like like when you take a second to look back like oh wow like all these years have passed, and I'm not I'm not a baby anymore. I'm not a kid anymore. I'm a young adult. I have my own kids now, or my kids are grown up. It's uh, it's kind of like I'm not trying to get too deep, but there is something pretty. It's kind of like when you stumble upon a, an, an old picture of an you know of, of when you were a kid or with an old girlfriend or something, and you go like, oh man, like so much has happened, and you don't even realize how quick it goes, right? So. So I think when, when we're going to play it, for me, it's gonna, it, it has become something new, something that's a bit more timeless than, than it used to be. And um, I'm just really grateful that people have embraced the song from so long ago. And it, it's getting a, like, a, like a second life. It's, uh, as a songwriter, as, as an artist, there's nothing you can ask for that's better than that. When, it's, when a song of yours connects with a whole new generation and a whole bunch of new fans that never heard of us before. So... Uh, we're just really just happy and grateful, yeah. Uh, I'll quickly ask, uh, so you also did a global thing with uh, Summer Paradise, and that that's out there. A couple years ago, you have brought out Where I Belong, which was kind of a new song. I've heard you talk about the new music a little bit. Does Where I Belong kind of give us a roadmap of what we should expect on the record you guys are making? Yeah, I mean, that came out last November and for a tour that we did with State Champs and We The Kings, and uh, it was really it was a way to sort of bridge the gap between our last record and the one that's coming up. We luckily got to finish the album literally just a few weeks before this whole thing went down and, and we had to shut down like the whole studio and production and everything. So we got our, our whole new record done. All the new songs are good to go. So now we're just trying to figure out how do we how do we release this in the world with what's happening and when you can't tour and, you know, what what's the best way to do this. But we have great new music and I think, yeah, I think that uh, like Where I Belong is, uh, is, is a little bit of a of a sign of, of a sign of things to come it's definitely high energy and, and fun and which is what the band is all about but the new, the new album is very diverse and uh it it goes back to our roots like our pop punk kind of like more traditional sound that people love about the band but there's also a bunch of different things on there so i'm really excited i think it's one of the you know obviously every artist says that, says that as they prepare to release a new record but we spent a year and a half writing it and and and, and making it and we're really proud. I think it's um, it's one of the best records we ever made, and uh, I know our fans have been waiting for it, and we can't wait to, uh, to give them new music. It's about time. I know it's, things have been tough, so you know there's always something special about getting new music from a band you love. It, it kind of helps you out, so we're we're hoping to be able to put it out as soon as possible, basically. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Chuck, thank you so much again for the talk today. Uh, I'm looking forward to the new record, and congratulations again, man. It's been really fun to kind of relive Just a Kid with everybody else. Ah, oh, thank you, man. Same here, and we, uh, you know, we've been excited to to have so many people embrace it. So thanks for having us, and hopefully we'll see you on the show soon when we can play them again. All right, take care. And again, my thanks to Simple Plan. The new record is called "Harder Than It Looks." 
Big thanks to you as well for uh, checking out the episode. Before you get out, hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the new interviews that we put out every single week. Again, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes and Apple Podcast, at Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with... And after that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the uh, social media spots. I'm mostly on Twitter, occasionally on Facebook and Instagram, all three of them at Kyle Meredith. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. I just went to my parents' house and they were, we just had a big conversation about like, we don't call each other enough. And they, you know, they give me shit about not calling them. And I was like, well, just call me. Like, we don't, we don't want to bother you. I'm like, doesn't matter. It's fine. Now, like, the call and call and call and call. I'm like, okay. So, yeah, the first phone call is like, she's like, we're just calling you to tell we love you. And I'm like, well, I'm just in the middle of an interview. So I'll call you right back. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Hey there, it's Kyle Meredith from Kyle Meredith With. After you check out the latest episode of my show, uh, be sure to check out some of our other great programs on the Consequence Podcast Network, including Standing BTS, a bi-weekly podcast covering all things BTS and ARMY, and The Opus, Consequence's original documentary podcast exploring legendary albums and their lasting legacies. So head to Consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.